Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We get so excited this time of the year. As we go into spring, we're getting ready for another season full of PTSD camps and workshops at churches around the country. And uh, boy, it's such a good time, Stephanie, when we go to those camps. And we have a camp coming up in March. I believe it's March 14th through 18th at Southland Christian Camps. If you go out to woundedspirits.com, you can sign up today to come to one of our camps. And uh, not only will we break out the men from the women, will you hear from me, Stephanie, maybe a couple of our PTSD folks, Debbie. Um, you'll also have a concert from Stephanie at 9. We'll probably talk to Herbsters and playing a song or two and singing with us, and that's always a great time, but we'll open up God's Word and be around that. So, Stephanie, take a minute. We try to do this every year, but take a minute. Tell us about your first camp and uh, what camp meant to you and what it can be for others. Well, my first camp was just about, uh, what was it, seven months, um, somewhere in this, and I wasn't, I'm not sure it was even that long somewhere in the six, seven month range after Charles was killed. And, um, it was, it was honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't want to be there. Um, I honestly only went to that first camp because, um, my dad who I knew loved me and who was my pastor, um, really wanted me to go. That was the only reason I went. Um, I went very skeptical, very skeptical. Um, I was just messed up. I was, I, I trusted the Lord. I really didn't trust anybody else. And, um, so it was life changing for me in many respects. And, and obviously we had done some one-on-one counseling a few sessions before that, but, um, that camp had a huge impact on my life, had a huge impact on my kids. Um, I loved being in a place where there was other people that were up as I was. And, um, so you didn't feel like you were the odd duck out. (laughs) Um, I didn't feel like I was in as much of a fishbowl as I felt in so many other environments in life. And what I loved about camp was that there was a no judgment zone. Yeah. Um, I could be open. I could be honest. I could give my opinion. And first of all, I wasn't treated like an idiot. Um, I was, you know, treated with respect, but then also, I could just be very honest and there was no judgment for it. And so, um, those were all, yeah, it was an awesome thing. And it's, it's exciting now to get to be on the other side, um, of getting to see the Lord work in hearts and lives at these camps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, folks just coming out, we, we start on a Monday night. We usually have supper together, uh, we have uh, an introduction to the subject, maybe a short message, and we break into groups and have some great singing and get to know each other on Monday night. And then we spend Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday really digging into the Word of God and how it pertains to different characteristics from PTSD. This year, we're swapping up camp a little bit. We're dealing with the, uh, uh, you know, the traumas, the triggers, and the transition to God and 
even though we're going to talk about some of the characteristics, this is our first time going in this direction. We just had our very first workshop dealing with this very successful way to look at things is, you know, what are traumas? What do they look like? And why do people have them? That's a big deal. And so folks, I know it's hard. It's difficult. We have families. It's messy to, you know, to, to have to get away for a few days. I know that I know it. you know, it can be pricey, you know, a single person I think is 325 or 350 to come to camp, but you get your own hotel room there and maybe it's a good place for a husband or wife to sneak away and you know not only can you go through the camp but have some alone time I don't know but we'd love to have you it's a great camp at camp at Southland and uh, great folks uh, a lot going on and we'd love to have you and so get a hold of us if you want you know to have us answer some questions for you and talk about what camp looks like we're praying for the uh, best camp we've ever had. We always do that. God seems always so good to us. And we do break out the men from the women for most classes. So when we do the general classes, introductions and things like that, I will generally teach the whole group. There's at least two full days of men and ladies break out. So we, we can get real uh, specific on what the traumas are, what the triggers are, and really help each other along through them. So pray about that. And maybe if you're not coming to camp, but you want to help, you can make a donation at Wounded Spirits and just put notes toward the camp ministry. If you'd like to pay for someone to go and uh, plane tickets are getting really expensive. If you want to help Stephanie with her plane ticket to get that, I mean, it's double what it was last year. And can we say thank you, Joe Biden? You know, uh, <laughs> man, yeah, stop it. You know, that guy's a knucklehead, man. I just want to put that out there, doubling up our plane ticket. You know, but we're going to keep on serving God. And we're still looking at getting in churches down there, Louisiana way. And uh, we already know that Deb, Stephanie, and I will be in one church Sunday night of uh, the week after camp, which is the 20th. Uh, we'll be out there at Shady Grove Baptist Church in Bossier City, and we're looking at being uh, in our church that morning, and Debbie and I will be in our church the Sunday before then. So we'll, we'll we'll put all that out there. We just can't wait to see you folks, and 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 we just love camp. So thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for talking a little bit about that. You know, we have this not knuckleheaded moment, Stephanie, and it gets weird sometimes, but we have to be honest with folks. It's, you know, going back to the smelly thing, going back to wearing pajamas to Walmart, you know, things of that nature. we got to help people. We got a full disclosure. We think there may be somebody listening to this podcast who's kind of freaky this way. So we want to, <laughs> so we, we want to, yeah, we want to put it out there. I mean, this is, uh, you know, you got to know what a knucklehead looks like because you don't want to be a knucklehead and because sometimes it can be funny. So someone said this to me. Uh, so one of our folks, one of our dear listeners, somebody listening right now, a lady named Arlene in California. And I apologize, Arlene, that you, uh, you had to hear this, but her boss wrote something out there that says uh, her boss said to her, no, her friend said to her, my boss yelled at me. So now I have PTSD too. Now, let me tell you something, folks. If you say something like that, you're a total knucklehead. You know, to make jokes about somebody's feelings and hurts and all. That's just, that's that's pretty wicked, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. Pretty bad, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. And that's also what we can say, don't say or do those things. So that's something you don't say or do. Look at that. We wailed right through that segment. Nobody got weird. We didn't pick on anybody. We didn't have to go down to full disclosure. You know, you're a total knucklehead if you do things like that. <laughs> we we didn't do that today. We stayed, I stayed above board, above the fray, wanting you to be, a, yeah. Yeah, thank God for that. God is blessing us, and we always pray before we get on. So maybe God just saw our, you know, saw that my weaknesses are. He knows them. <laughs> and said, you know, <laughs> we'll get dug through that without picking on too many people. So here we are in. 
Proverbs chapter 12. We're in this 12th proverb. This proverb is really talking about words, deeds, and destiny. Uh, we came out of 11 where we were talking about, you know, being upright, integrity, doing the right thing. And, and now we're talking about how our words and our deeds you know, uh, you know, affect destiny in a biblical godly type of way. You're either affected or you don't. If you're a knucklehead, you don't. If you're saying bad things, you don't. And uh, uh, so what we're going to try to do today is we're going to try to go through Proverbs 12, 15, 16, and 17. So starting in 15, it says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth on the counsel is wise. So, you know, a fool, again, Stephanie, those are these eternalizing people. These are these people that look at themselves and are constantly uh, pumping themselves up. These are people who are constantly putting those Facebook posts out there. Look what I did. Look how great I am. All those things, uh, you know, a fool, you know, they're always right in their own eyes because they look at themselves and say, look how great I am. Look at everything I'm doing. And, uh, and, but you know, those people who listen to others, who seek counsel, who listen to counsel, they're wise. And, you know, draw some comparisons for us, Stephanie, tell us, talk to us a little bit about this verse. Well, I think there's the idea that, uh, a fool is called a fool because they always think they know what they're doing. They always think what they're doing is right. And, I think the way 15 and 16 run together, they tend to be angry. Right. And so dealing with an angry know-it-all, that's what a fool is. And they're obviously being a scorner goes right along with that. Yeah. So it's like you're casting, in Jesus' um, Sermon on the Mount, he talked about casting or not casting pearls before swine. And he used the comparison of wasting precious words, wasting words of wisdom on a pig. That's how, that's how serious Jesus takes a fool who won't listen to counsel, who won't listen to advice, who, who knows, who knows more than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the ability to look at things and uh, yourself is the ability to be a fool. The ability yeah. to have counsel, to let others, to have editors, uh, to have people come into your life and and say, hey, how are you seeing this? And, you know, biblical yeah. counseling can be a pretty helpful thing. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. That's a We just read that. Yeah. Character. Yeah. Yeah. We just went through that not too long ago. And, mm -hmm. and, and so if you're looking at verse 15 here and you're thinking about that is, are you drawing your own conclusion with your own eyes? You know, and there's things, you know, we deal with life changing things, things that don't seem like that big of a deal to us are a really big deal and yeah. to others. And, and I think, you know, I think sometimes we need to say, you know, to our Bible buddy in the army, we used to have ranger buddies. So ranger buddies were like, uh, we're going to make sure this guy's doing what's right, saying what's right, shows up on time, does the right things, is serving the army the right way, all those types of things. We're going to make sure this is right. And we called them ranger buddies. And we looked out for each other, but we need Bible buddies. We need people, you know, those dear friends, those people we can trust, those people we can throw a line to, those people we can talk to and say, hey, this is what's going on. How do you see this? And mm. sometimes we're just looking at something completely wrong. And I don't think there's anything more embarrassing in life, honestly, 
than uh, viewing something completely wrong and not talking to anyone else about it and then doing something equally wrong or that makes the situation worse. And I, and I think yeah. that's what we just see in here in 15. I don't think we got to belabor it, but that's really in my mind, that's how we wrap that up. But look at 16, Stephanie, it says a fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. So why don't you take a stab at that and tell us what, what it's talking about there. Well, when I look at this, I think of the fact, um, I'll never forget um, when a man, um, I'll just leave it at when a man, um, walked into our house uninvited, not even, you know, just came in and for three hours screamed and yelled at Charles and I. all that was one of the most awful afternoons of my life and looking we were in it we believed I should say I believed different than than I do now um where I stand now he wouldn't have gotten in the front door if he had there would have been some serious consequences yeah um, but where we were then I'll never forget watching him scream and yell at Charles and Charles never screamed or yelled back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that prudent man, Charles being yeah. the prudent man, covered up the shame of the screamer, of the idiot, of the yeah. fool. I mean, it was literally, I mean, like when I read this verse, I I mean, my boys, I mean, you know, you know this scenario. We've talked about it, but my boys remember this. My older sons remember this. They remember what happened. And that man is still a fool to them. Yeah. He, that day, made his wrath known. And they remember how their dad responded. And he responded as prudently as any person in the world could have responded to that, how that all happened. And when I look back, that impacted me. It impacted my kids for good and bad. You know, if you you know what I'm saying, for bad school, but for good in the sense of we saw this illustrated where a prudent man chose to cover shame, chose to not return evil for evil. And yeah, it's, it's crazy when you literally can like picture an entire scenario that you watched happen. Yeah. (laughs) It's out there, man. They're out there, you know, and it's not that a, you know, it's not so much that a wise or prudent, which I think are used in the same way here. Uh, man is going to repress something or cover it up something. It's a, it's a godly way of handling things and handling responses. I, I think we miss that somewhere along the way. People, people want to say things or do things or they want to, you know, be the loudest, uh, be the most arrogant, be, be the most forceful. They think that in some way that's power. And, uh, but God's different on that. God said, no, you know, the prudent man, he just, uh, he, he just covers up the shame, just says, hey, dear brother, I'm sorry you're such an idiot, or whatever the case may be, you know. <laughs> oh, that's not being very prudent, but you know what I'm saying. So it's not that they cover up. It's a, And then look at, look at verse number 17 here. It says, he that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. And uh, so can you imagine, so, you know, for some reason, my uh, – 
my thing is talking to me here. It must have, I must have said her name or something. I don't know. But uh, Alexis, once in a while, just starts talking to me. It's kind of weird. I may have to eliminate her from my life. She's not very prudent. Uh, but <laughs> at, anyway, here we are. Uh, here we are. And it, think about this for a minute. I, I was, you know, as I looked at this verse last night, if you speak a truth, you showeth forth righteousness. So when you're speaking truth, godliness is coming out of you. Mm. That's the whole idea here. When you're saying the right things, when you're doing the right things, folks, when, when it's just about being truthful, righteousness is coming out of you. Mm. The words of the wise, you know, they're filled with God's righteousness. They really are. That's what God is all about is being wise, saying those right things. And you know, truth is a great thing with people. If you want to be a friend of somebody forever, just be truthful with them. Man, you know, we've all had problems. We've all done things that are, that we're ashamed of. We've all, we've all been down the wrong road. We've all have all those things, but just be truthful. But then, you know, think of this false witness here. Think of this, uh, the deceit, you know, what comes along with being a false witness when you don't speak truth? Uh, you know, it it promotes what evil, deceit, hatred, all these types of things, it promotes that. So when you're a false witness, you're just promoting a devil's agenda here on earth. An evil agenda, an evil agenda in your family, with your friends. And, and you know, these evil things, that they have tentacles, Stephanie. They keep crawling father and father. You know, gossip, not saying the right thing, not doing the right thing. Uh, it has a life of its own, man. Uh, yeah. The devil loves spreading that information. He, he loves that it keeps on going out father and father. And, and, and you know, the further away it gets, the bigger the, the untruth goes. And when I was in the yeah. Army, one of the communication things that we did in, uh, in recruiting school, I was a recruiting instructor years ago. And one of the things that we did is we'd line up 50 people. And we get those 50 people in there and we'd go to the very first one and whisper something in there. We'd have it written on a piece of paper, exactly what we wanted to whisper. And we would read word for word there for Ben Harrison, Benjamin Harrison there in Indiana. We'd read word for word, uh, you know, uh, the car will not start because the battery is dead. And then 50 people later, they would all whisper that to each other. And when the 50th came out, it was usually something like the car is no good. Uh, someone stole the battery. I mean, it was so far from what was first said to that first person in that group of 50 people. It was completely different. Uh, there was never one time where we used that exercise to show what rumors and saying the wrong things and spreading secrets can do. Uh, there was never one time where it came out right 50 people later. Wow. Not once. And I did it. I was a recruiting instructor for four years. That's crazy. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important. You know, we, we speak the truth. We, we don't have to hide. We don't have to whisper things. We don't have to go behind closed doors. We don't have to make up truth uh, or make up lies to cover lies or make up truth to cover lies or whatever the case may be. Um, we, we want to, we want to be doing the right thing. We want to be saying the right thing. We want to speak the truth. Uh, we want to show it forth. We want to show righteousness through our speech. We don't want to be part of deceit, part of the bad things of the world. Petter, you know, these bad things, they just, you know, when, when we do that, you know, when it, when we replace righteousness, it's the complete opposite, Stephanie. It's evil. It's wicked. So how would you wrap this up? How would you wrap up this thought of, you know, uh, we need to speak righteousness. We need to declare righteousness. We need to, we know that truth is godly 
and we know that false witness is evil. How do we wrap all this? Wow. Well, I think coming to that point of realizing, you know, I kind of, I think that the way that it sums up the two, the two verses prior, um, our words, our actions, our tongue is a weapon. And are you using it to bring honor and glory to the Lord? Or is it going to bring you to shame? And are your words piercing? Are they causing, are they daggers causing wounds? Or is your tongue being used to uplift, to encourage, to build up? Um, this all this all plays together. Not one part of us is separate from another part of us. Our 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 mind, our spirit, our our body, we all it all works together. And are you choosing to be a consecrated vessel that you're through which Jesus can flow, or are you choosing to self-destruct? in a sense, by being a fool with your words and with your actions. And there it is. That's, that's exactly what this is talking about. I believe is, you know, when we speak truth, we speak godliness, we speak righteousness and, uh, you know, a fool's wrath, you know, we know that we talked about that in verse 16, but the prudent man will cover up the shame talking about the story of Charles and the idiot who came in for three hours screaming at everybody, but doing the right things, saying the right things covereth up that shame. Uh, and you know, the way of a fool, they just look at themselves and they think that's right. So uh, that's what we had today. And I think it's important that we walk away with this on this Friday and say, man, I want to be on the right side of this. I, I want to be righteous. Now we have a song for you today. Uh, it's entitled, I love you, Lord. So Stephanie's going to go ahead and she's going to mute out her phone from our new album. God meant it for good. Stephanie Wesco and family. You can get it anywhere, uh, you stream or download music. And uh, God meant it for good, Stephanie Wesco and family. Here's the song, I Love You, Lord.
Happy Friday, folks. Thanks again for coming out and uh, listening to this podcast, being part of the community. Please know we're praying for you today, and if there's ever anything we can do for you, please go out to the Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page and click message and send that to us. If you want to be part of the Narcissism Project and you'd like to talk to me or Stephanie, uh, send me a note. Send me your phone number. We'll make sure we'll get a hold of you. We'll never use your name. If you want your voice on here, we'll put you on an episode as we're going through. We sure do love you folks, and Uh, Thank you. Thanks again for being part of this community. Take care now. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, You must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry. Visit us at woundedspirits.com.